And let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengals Show Special Edition College Football Playoff. We're going to be breaking down the rankings that just came out last night. And we're going to be talking about how UC can find themselves inside of the playoff. I am your host, Josh Miller, along here with Brian Miller. This is all brought to you by fansided.com. If you go there right now and you head on over to their Bengals part of the site, you can find a brand new article, my first ever published blog. Uh, it's called The Peaks in the Valleys, a Cincinnati football weekend. It talks about the difference and how great it was on Saturday to the absolute spiral downward that was on Sunday. I'm joined here with my brother right here, a fellow UC alum, a fellow UC diehard. We both started becoming fans at the exact same time, Brian Miller. Thank you, Brian, for coming on the show. How you doing, man? How's it going, man? Glad to be back for week number two, talking about the big ranking show from last night, sandwiched in between a couple of good, decent college basketball games. Uh, man, I am fired up to be here. Yeah, there you go. I feel like I'm talking to Wes Miller right now, man. I'm fired up. Fired real, up. real quick, before we get into the rankings, yeah. real quick, we got to talk about last night's UC basketball performance. And usually UC does not play well in their first game. Usually there's a lot of question marks, but I got to say this, that looked like a very disciplined, a very hardworking and a very physical basketball team. What did you see from the uh, university of Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team last night? Yeah, man, they were fun to watch. You know, they, uh, they definitely boarded the, the boarded the ball, you know, more um, than I think we expected them to, especially how they came off of last year. Um, not rebounding the basketball very well. And so I think it, it was nice to see, you know, you could tell they had some butterflies early. I mean, most college basketball teams who start their seasons do. Um, yeah. That You definitely saw that at the beginning of the Michigan State and Kansas game. Yeah. But overall, you know, I think it was a, a pretty solid first performance for Wes Miller and uh, for, you know, being able to patch, quote, unquote, that team together through a couple of transfers they used a couple of, of new big guys down low in um, – I'm going to mess up his name, but Udo Aguabama or something like that. And, uh, you oh, know, I Victor Lockett was in there as well, and he was making some plays. Um, yeah. And so, you know, overall just a really encouraging performance. We'll see how they look against Georgia on Saturday. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to start a new show, breaking down the Bearcats basketball. Yeah. That, that might be yeah. coming up here real soon. Keep it on going. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So now, but now let's focus in on the University of Cincinnati – Bearcats football team got out with a win against Tulsa. It wasn't pretty, but they figured out a way to get it done. College game day was an absolute scene. That was one of the greatest showings for a Cincinnati fan base that I've seen in a very long time. And I remember you and I talked about it while we were sitting in the stands at Tulsa. And I made the mention to you. I was like, do you remember when we were sitting here at the last game of the season against UConn? where UConn missed the PAT in order to win. And I was just like, do you remember where we were to where we are right now? And that was the finish four and eight. Right. Yeah, those to finish (laughs) four and eight. Right. So I got to ask, how do you – the scene to you and the college game, forget the game, let's talk about the atmosphere and the scene Mm -hmm. of college game day. What did that mean to you as a diehard UC fan? Yeah. Yeah, it was was something that – you know, and I'm sure you would say the exact same thing. It was something that we've been looking for our entire lives. And, you know, you watch college game day every Saturday when you're young. You know, you think about how cool that would be if that was on the University of Cincinnati. And, you know, for many years, it, it was 
you know, kind of an afterthought, like they're never going to come to UC. And, you know, this year they, they made it happen. And, you know, I think more than anything, like where did, where was the excitement that, you know, like we brought it, you know, like, like the excitement that was brought from previous years, you know, from other, uh, other schools wasn't there, but for UC, man, we were there. We were ready to roll. We were locked and loaded. Now, for you, obviously, you were up there bright and early, ready to roll. Um, early, obviously, I, I, I came up just a little bit later, a little after 8.30 or so, but rolled up right on time, and it was already packed. So you you came in around what time? We, I, we were up, and we were at McMicken Commons at 5 in the morning, and the yeah. line at McMicken was all the way back past Swift Hall all the way down to uh, Nippert Stadium. And for those that are listening that don't exactly know the UC campus that well, I mean, that's about a quarter mile. Like, that that's a a hell of a lot of students. That's that's probably damn near close to a 1,000. And and just to see that at 5 in the morning, in the the bitter cold. Anybody could have done that in 60-degree weather. Anybody could have done that in 75 degrees. We were out there. It was I know at one point it got to 28 degrees. It was that cold, but yeah. I mean that didn't stop the UC faithful. They were there and they showed out. And you go from that to the tailgating that day. Uh-huh. The tailgating lots were packed. The atmosphere overall getting from the tailgate to the game was awesome to see. Right. It felt very lively. Um, it felt, and you know, we can talk about the game here in a second, but it felt like it was one of those, hey, we're about to go kick Tulsa's ass and win 60 to nothing and move up to fourth in the college football playoff, which obviously right. didn't happen, but we did yeah. move up one spot. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a fantastic weekend overall. The atmosphere was incredible. The game, however, not so much. But, man, that was – it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to see our campus finally on the map. Uh, finally. Finally. Right. Now, it, it, and everybody can see just the fan base – and what it is, and you're already seeing that scene become a major player in our recruiting. We already just mm-hmm. signed today Luther Richardson. He's one of the best QBs in the class. I believe he is number the number 14th player in all of Tennessee right now. I think he's 126th overall, but a hell of an addition to the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. And so we're, we're just keep moving going. And, man, there is just a lot of W's that UC is getting. And one of them they got on Saturday. They did not get it pretty. And you and I kind of talked about it. It's just they, the defense that we saw against the run was not where we want to see this UC's defense, but they found a way to get it done. What did you think about the Bearcats' performance on Saturday against Tulsa? Let's talk specifically the game. Yeah, you know, certainly a maddening performance uh in in some areas you know i think i think we all kind of felt when they had scored 14 points that they were going to run away with this thing we were going to walk out of here with it being 40 the you know 40 point a 40 point winner or something like that and that certainly wasn't that i think one of the things that we're you know we're looking for right now as as uc fans is we need to get further and further away from those navy and Tulane wins because right now you know that's the one thing that, you know, we can talk about the ranking here in a second, um, but th- those are kind of the, the, the two things that, that Gary Barta pointed to um, last week when they revealed the first rankings 
and said that, well, they, they kind of held, held tough with Navy and Tulane, and who are they? So I think for UC, you know, it's a matter of, hey, we need to get as far away from those two results as, as possible. Um, yep. And instead, I think what happened was they, um, they let Tulsa hang around. You are letting them run the ball for fairly easily. Um, the offense, I mean, outside of those 14 points, those first 14 points really didn't look sharp by any mm-hmm. means. You have the fumble down, down, down on the goal line near the end of the game, which is just inexcusable on so many levels. That's right. And you know, there's there's more to all of that, but I think the overarching overarching picture is this: is that you know, right now this team is playing like everything matters on every single play, and you know, I think you would notice this too: is that right now, um, you know, and Luke Fickle kind of made a note of this after the game that they are afraid to make a mistake and it's it's hard playing football that way is yes yes hard playing football afraid to make a mistake and right now that's that's what they're doing because they know that if they make a mistake if they do something wrong that they might have just cost their chances at a college football playoff. I think they all know what's at stake, and right now that's the most concerning part. Instead of just playing football, we're playing for um, December 4th for the rankings. Yeah, so and you have a point, but at the end of the day, as bad as UC played and as, as much as we know that they can do much better, yeah. they still moved up a spot, which was which was incredibly, incredibly encouraging. I want to go real quick to the comments. We're going to go to Russ Blackthorn. This guy is literally, I love this guy. He's always so engaging. So let's go to Russ here. Uh, He said, I have a question. Do you guys think by UC not blowing Tulsa away hurt their chances of, number one, getting another ESPN game day, and two, chances of making the playoffs? So let's address the first question here. Uh, I'll leave it up here. So the the first question of, of getting another game day, it was going to be hard either way. For this year, I would say this year, maybe, but I think at the end of the day, the atmosphere that UC showed, showed that the game day should have been there in 2009. They should have been there a lot earlier. This should not have been their first time here. And I think it showed that they will be back here really, really soon, especially moving into the Big 12. So how do you feel about the first question that you asked? Yeah, you know, I really think that ESPN got their money's worth. Um, with being with having college game day here at UC. And so I really do believe in the near future that they will be back on campus for college game day. Um, you know, they, they, I think they, they kind of know um, if they went, if they go to Georgia for two times in three weeks uh-huh. and they get that kind of atmosphere or that kind of, you know, uh, the attendance size is not very big, right? At, yep. at UC, hey, we filled it up and we did our part. Um, we did it. I think that is what ESPN wants, right? They want the clicks. Right. They want the views. It's always exciting when you're not going to the Alabamas or the Oklahomas to the Ohio States of the world, when you're picking different places to go to because it's unique, because UC is over 100 years old, because the Nipper Stadium is over 100 years old. Like it it, it, it brings on, you know, it's it's the whole his, the whole history part. Um, and I, I think he was certainly, he was certainly, um, you know, would want to agree with that. 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I think it was it was just it was one of the most electric. And and as a fan, and this year I, I got to say, as a UC football fan, I've enjoyed two of the greatest experience sports experiences of my life. Number one being the game at Notre Dame. I got to say that was one of the most fun games yeah. I've ever been to. Being able to take over a stadium, especially that one, uh, was absolutely magical. And number two was game day. I, I got to say, any time they talked about a team in front of us, it was a constant boo. If they ever talked about Oregon, it was constantly chant Stanford, Stanford. Right. So I think we did do our part, regardless of the game. I think the UC fan base did their part to show that college game day belongs on the University of Cincinnati campus. So then, so then let's jump to the, his second question here, which is the chances to make to the playoffs. And yeah. so the conversation of style points is so big right now, especially yeah. for UC. Yeah. But you and I both know, as, someone, as, as two guys that yes. have played football our entire lives, yeah. understand winning is hard. Mm-hmm. Winning is hard in football. There is a reason why the Bearcats are one of four of 126 teams that are undefeated right now. Yeah. It's because winning is that hard. Yeah. It's that hard. So I do think style points may matter now. I think at the end of the day, as long as UC keeps taking care of business, they're going to be just fine. And this ranking showed it. What do you think? Yeah, without a doubt, man. Winning winning in football is is hard. I mean, it is. Um, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, will the, the committee understand that? You know, we know as fans that winning is hard. Will the committee have um, yeah. the, you know, the mental capacity, so to speak, to um, understand that? You know, an undefeated season is not easy. No. Uh, and, you know, I think that, you know, that warrants some consideration. Now, you look at fans of Oklahoma who are also undefeated right now. And you say, well, what about Oklahoma? Well, yes, Oklahoma deserves a shot, too, if they have, you know, of those undefeated teams have done what they're supposed to do. Now, they have certainly have not done that. Um, and, you know, you look at Cincinnati, they have a win at a, a top 10 opponent who's now number nine in the rankings. I mean, you know, look, it's not 56-21, you know, 50 to nothing and 48 nothing over the past three weeks. They've been closed ball games down to the wire. Right. Even then, look, they're still winning ball games. Yes. They're still coming out with yes. wins. They're still finding ways to win. They've done their part in terms of getting that huge non-conference marquee win. And so now it's it's coming down to the end. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm so surprised that they – I'm not terribly surprised, but I'm a little surprised that they were moved up to fifth. I really thought that Michigan State had the chance to jump yeah. Cincinnati to get to five. Um, and, you know, we can t- kind of talk kind of talk about those next. Um how about that ranking last how about, night? You know, how about I mean, that ranking? And could you, ranking? would you have, a, would you have thought that, you know, with a month to go still in the season that you see, instead of moving, instead of, you know, moving down or staying put had actually moved up a ranking. Yeah. 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 It, it, I, I was not expecting it. I was expecting for us to stay at six. That's exactly yeah. where I thought. I thought Michigan state would still be in front of us. And yep. I, I thought that, we would not move. And, and by the way, uh, thank you, Russ, for that question. That was a great question. Um, 
but and I thought, but that this ranking. So let's talk about this ranking. Number five, uh, the teams in front of us: Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, Georgia. So those those teams are right now in front of us, and all we need is one of them to slip up to get in. Yeah. And I think it showed that this committee does think that Cincinnati is that good. When Gary Barta said, we have great respect for Cincinnati, now I'm seeing it. Yep. Now I'm seeing, okay, because now the path for UC is very clear. It's like, okay, we really don't need that much to happen in order for us to slip in. And mm-hmm. at fifth, I, I mean, and here's the thing, you look around the league, Oregon has to still go to Utah, who just whooped Stanford's ass. Yeah. They have to go to Utah. That is a game that I am circling on the schedule yeah. that I think Oregon could slip up. Yeah. So yeah. so let's talk about this ranking here. So uh-huh. Number five, when that number five popped up and you saw the University of Cincinnati there, what would be your initial thought process? What did you think? Well, yeah, I, I, I celebrated just a little bit. You know, I mean, I was I was pumped to see the fact that they were fifth. I think, you know, from previous experiences, from like from last year, for instance, you know, they were penalized for not playing games due to COVID. This year, I think the fact that they moved up uh, one week after the first initial rankings were released. I mean, are you kidding yeah. me? Like that, like that, that was incredible. It makes the path so much more clear. Look, mm-hmm. man, if if Oregon can find a way to lose, and I think they are the most susceptible of the bunch to lose. Um, right. I really think that, I mean, we all have to believe that UC can slide into the top four. Now, mm-hmm. my question to you is this, and I, I've been kind of thinking about this for a while what now. Question, Brad. What's the fine line between style points and moving up in the rankings? Or just winning and staying put or moving down in the rank. So, right. So that's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, well, no I was just going to answer your question. And, and that's, it's, it's a great question because you, yeah. you look at, I always go back to, I believe right now, style points matters in the polls right now. But when we go down the line, when it gets to the point, where it's time to have that final ranking come out. What's going to matter is UC being 13-0 with a conference championship. That's what's going to matter the most. And we all want to talk about style points, but we already saw it this week. Chaos is going to happen. Kirk Herbstreit really, like, he laid it out. He, he used the Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. So let me ask Just you a question. keep winning. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question yeah. then. So are we at the point now in the season where we say, hey, you just got to go out and win, win the damn game? It doesn't have to be blowouts. It doesn't have to be style points. You just got to go out. Because on Friday, I, I tell you what, I'm already nervous as hell for that game because they historically do not play well in South Florida. It's a six o'clock kick. I mean, there's just a chance for something just fluky to happen. It just feels like it. South, the, just it just always something about about South Florida when UC goes down down there to play. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like, man, like that's a game where if you needed that Navy or or Tulane result, you could put it right there, and and you would still be good. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. like, I don't, I don't, it, you can't, now it's like you have four straight weeks of winning close games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what does the committee see of that? And that's why I asked that, that whole question, that fine line of style points versus just winning. I think yeah. it's an interesting question because, you know, for any of the, of the remaining, maybe uh, top seven teams, you know, Georgia, Bama, Oregon, o- OSU, Michigan, Michigan state, uh, and maybe to a, a smaller degree, Oklahoma, you just have to win, man. Uh, you just have to win, and UC cannot do that. So, man, it's it's going to be a tough decision for the committee yeah. because, you know, I think they, they're starting to feel the heat just a little bit. Um, I also think that they, you know, maybe they put them – they feel like they put themselves in a, in a worse position putting UC at fifth, although obviously we're all loving it. We're all soaking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to them it's like – Man, you know, what if UC ends up winning, you know, close punches, so to yeah. speak, for the remaining for the remaining parts of the season, but still go yeah. thirteen and no. You know, I, I I just I don't know, man. That's that's an interesting question. No, and, and and that's incredibly valid. Look, you you got you got two games left on I would say on UC schedule that you should blow the teams out, and, and like not that you need to to impress the committee. I think at this point to do it to impress yourself i think this uc offense and this uc defense they need to impress themselves they need to start building back up that confidence to know that and i think they and forget style points for the committee i think we need style points for ourselves i think ourselves i think the university of cincinnati needs to go out and blow out south florida south florida is a two-win team and they're barely getting wins that's the thing they they barely beat temple so I, I do think this week style points is going to matter, and I think style points are going to matter week to week because you still got. Um, uh, do they have Houston this week, or is it, or next week, or is it Memphis? Or no, I'm sorry, is it Houston or SMU uh, next week after SMU? Again, okay, so SMU, it's not the style points aren't going to matter as much this week. It is this yeah. week. This is a this is a team that you should go out, go into their house, and absolutely dominate. And I think this week, if you go on and dominate, University of Cincinnati Bearcats will be just fine. But, but I see do that's think- that's the thing is that is that the style points, right? You're you're playing into the style points factor, which is fine. I mean, I, I hope that we do play into style points, but that raises the pressure mm-hmm. every it does. single game. Yep. Quarter play like it, it raises the stakes that much more significantly, especially when you have three games to go and you have right. some crappy opponent like South Florida. And like right. you know, it's 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 easy to get up for teams like Notre Dame. It's easy to get up for Indiana on the road. It's it's easy to get up for SMU here in a couple of weeks or mm-hmm. next week rather. And it, it it's easy to get up for the conference championship game. It's not easy to get up for Navy. It's not mm-hmm. easy to get up for Tulane. It's not easy to get up for um, South Florida on a Friday night at six o'clock, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, you know, can they go through four straight weeks of close wins and not suffer anything in, in the college football ranking? It's a great question to ask. Yeah, and, and you're a hundred percent right. And you, I was speaking with Mo, and I heard him a little bit ago, and he's just talking about the style points, and you can see it. And you talked about pressure. And you can see it in the body language of this Bearcat offense. 
of the body language. They like they can't make a mistake. They have to score every drive. They they can't go. They can never go three and out. They it, and that is an impossible standard yeah. to yeah. live up to for yeah. any team. For any team, it's impossible to do that. So I think as local fans and as the UC fan base, we need to celebrate wins. We need to celebrate when they find a way to win. We need to celebrate the point that they are 9-0 right now. They're 9-0. That is so hard to do in football, and they're getting it done. 100%. And, you know, the crappy thing about this whole thing is that, you know, I can speak for myself. I don't know about you, but I walked out of Nipper Stadium feeling disappointed that mm-hmm. it was that close of a ball game. And I yeah. hate that because a win is a win in football. But yeah. this college football player. You were famously makes- quoted on the news as saying, a win is a win is a win. I a win really win hope somebody has that on YouTube somewhere. We've got to find that clip. But Brian Miller has been on the news and quoted as a win is a win is a win. So why are we feeling disappointed walking out of Nippert Stadium with a huge win after a very stellar goal line stand by this defense? Right, and that should be celebrated. But you know what it was? It's the fact that this college football playoff feels so mechanical and um, gritty to an extent. You know, it feels very businesslike. It's like you have to impress or if you don't press, then you're not doing your job. And so the same thing is kind of applied here. It's like it's very just formal, and you have to be able to impress every single week. And I think we would both say that UC has been teetering on, on the fact of, of not impressing. And, you know, for the remaining three games, man, they got they to gotta whoop tail, um, especially, especially, you know, the fact that, you know, Michigan, I think, is kind of closing in on their heels just a little bit. Um, And, I mean, we can talk about that, um, you know, really quick. I mean, when we're looking at the overall ranking, I need to understand how Michigan State could beat Michigan and then be ranked lower than Michigan. Yeah. But Oregon beats Ohio State, right? Let's just just, just say, I mean, we we both hate Ohio State, right? I hate it. For for committee purposes, right? Right. Oregon beats Ohio State. Okay, they lose. Now, but Oregon is ahead of Ohio State. Why isn't it flipped if the same precedent is set for Michigan and Michigan State? It's the whole part of it doesn't make sense. They're kind of just going up with things as they go. I get strength of schedule and all that. I do. But a head-to-head matchup, damn it, that's got to that's gotta be the ultimate in, in, indicator. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It has to be the ultimate indicator. You are playing a team and you're beating them. How in the world? Does that other team get ranked ahead of you? If I'm at Michigan State, I am furious, fuming furious. right now. I am fuming, and I get they lost to, to but, Purdue. Go ahead. But I will say this: I will say this. If Michigan State goes out and beats Ohio State in two weeks, then it all doesn't even matter. Yeah. Then forget forget the rankings because yeah. because Ohio State, you know, and as as much as we hate them, we'll say. Like, I mean, if Ohio State wins out, they're in. I mean, that's just kind of it. Well, Ohio State, they got to play Michigan State. And then on top of that, they've got to play at Michigan. So they're going to get both tests right then and there. So I think the committee is just looking at right now. 
and I think that's why these the, the rankings right now, that's why style points matter now. But they're not going to matter down the stretch because a lot of teams got to play each other. There's a lot of football left. And as yep. sad as it is to say that there's only three games left in the college football season with a possibility of uh, a conference championship and then a bowl game after that, I mean, it's, it's sad to say because, I mean, football is life. I mean, that just is what it is. Right. Uh, but, I mean, but but you're making great points here. Like, why is Michigan ahead of Michigan State? But at the end of the day, it's not going to matter in probably about two weeks. Yeah, and, you know, we we can look at this any way you want to. We, we can chop it up at, at, at any which way because there's about a million different scenarios that would help UC get in and, and get out. Um, but I think, you know, we have to look at what's what do we know right now. We know that George is probably in. Okay, yep. that's that's probably good. Um, Disaster barring, they're probably do, do you're right for the rest of two through seven. I'm not including Oklahoma in that mix. We don't know, right? We no. don't know what's going to happen. I think Georgia is the only one that we do know. If Alabama loses, um, you know, to Auburn, which is a very real possibility, or they lose to Georgia, yes. they're they're out. You can't put a two loss team in the playoff. I surely hope no. you wouldn't. If they Oregon would. takes another loss, which is surely possible, they're out. If Ohio State loses again, they're probably out too. I mean, yeah. it's 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 almost coming to a point where you're gonna have to put a undefeated Georgia and an undefeated UC team in the playoff, and then you got to pick your favorite two loss Power Five schools. Right. Is how I look at it. Um, right. You know, if there's a one loss team in there, sure, okay, put them in there. But right now, I mean, there's a very good chance that some of these teams could be facing two losses heading into the um, playoff announcement. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so then you got to look at that. So when, you know, you got, you're dealing with two loss teams and a no loss UC team who has done the job. They've gone to Power Five schools, they've beaten Power Five schools. And I got to say, not only did they beat Notre Dame, I got to say, Watching it, and if you go back and watch it, UC never gave up control of the entire game. I believe Notre Dame led once, and that was at the beginning of the game. After that, UC took complete control of the game, and I think the committee's looking at that game specifically, is that UC did that. Also that, look at how the committee views Notre Dame. They are up to ninth in in the nation right now. They moved up. From last yes. week, um, it would have been easy to have Oklahoma State jump them, um, but right now they moved Notre Dame up, and so we have to look at right the 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 current body of work. That's what we talked about last week. What's the current body of work? Uh, right now, UC has a win over a number nine team in the country. Right, right. Um, yes. There's not many other cases out there, and they're also un- undefeated. There's not mm-hmm. many other cases out there, um, you know, with UC's, uh, you know, record basically, yep. um, and you know what their 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 cases for the playoff. Right, and if you want to talk about, and if you, and here's the thing, if you want to talk about body of work, then you can go ahead and take a look at Ohio State's body of work, which is not that good. Sure. I mean, they struggled against Nebraska, an average Penn State team who lost to a horrible Illinois team, yep. took them all the way to the fourth quarter. I mean, so. I believe the committee is finding flaws in themselves and they're trying to correct it. I yeah. think they're understanding 
that you see is passing all the eye tests. So now it goes back to, can you see take care of business? And I think if they go out there and they just go hang up 40 on South Florida and they hold them to three points or they hold them to 10 or they hold them to a touchdown or whatever the final score is, we're going to be just fine. And I have full faith now in UC that if we take care of business, we'll be exactly where we are supposed to be at the end of the year. Yeah, and now it, it, it comes to a point where, okay, you put them at fifth in the country. If they let's all let's just say all of a sudden they are blowing teams out for the rest of the year, it's going to be hard for the thirteen-person committee to justify moving them down. And right. um, you know, I think that really, really, that ranking last night benefits UC more than anything. Is that mm-hmm. man like that? We're 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 knocking on the door right now, and yeah. we're one loss away from being into that top four. And, you know, that's what kind of scares me the most because it's like that's when they're going to play, um, you know, play, certainly play not not to lose. Um, but, man, that, I was celebrating last night. That was exciting. It was, you know, just awesome to see UC being fifth. And, you know, in the, in the first ranking show, you kind of felt like, eh, where could they really fall? Like, you know, there was some – there was some kind of thinking back and forth, like they could really be anywhere between like two and, and six. You know, I think this week was like, all right, they're six, but could they be fifth, you know, or is yeah. Michigan going to jump them? And the fact that right. they're fifth, you know, they, they, they're, they, the committee respects UC to an extent. To an, to extent. an extent. To an extent. That, that means something right there, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, the way that it's playing out and the, the way that I'm looking at it, here, here's what the committee is going to look at. They're going to have, they're going to have an SEC team in there. They're going to have a big yeah. 10 champion in there, no matter what barring disaster, which still could happen. Ohio state has to play Purdue who we all know <laughs> is incredible against top five opponents. They're yeah. phenomenal. Oregon has to go to Utah, which is going to be incredibly hard. Because you know the Utah fan base is going to be showing out. Yep. You know that this is a big rivalry game. Yep. So, I, again, the Utes can come out there and absolutely whoop them. You, you never know. But right. you're right. I, I think when Gary Barter said that the committee has great respect for UC, seeing it now, now like this, the original sixth ranking, we didn't see it. Now we all. Now you believe it. Now you're seeing it. Like, okay, maybe they do really have respect for UC. That's a good point. You know, maybe he is starting to tell the uh, truth because I think for a long time, you know, last week included and certainly last year included um, that the committee didn't respect UC. And I think we we could have pointed to a a couple of pieces of evidence to support that, you know, um, you know, and even when he said it last week, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like we like, dude, like shut up. Like we've, we've heard this, this mantra before, but now now you moved them up after getting a, a close win, mind you. Like, that was a win that was enough to say. Like, like Michigan Michigan blew out Notre Dame. Like, or I'm sorry, Michigan blew out Indiana last week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, they, they almost could have had every reason to move them above UC. Yeah. And, um, you know, UC being moved up in that case and Michigan not being able to, to jump them, man, like, uh-huh. talk about – was talking about finally start to 
uh, you know, putting the the action to the word. Right. Yeah, right. It, 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 it's putting action to the word, and, and you think you're so slick because you, you feel like you just thought of that. And, and I know that smile there. <laughs> you're like, oh, action to the word. Yeah, that, that was pretty good right there. That's a little bad. So, so, and then, so now I want to go to, like, let's look at the Bearcats team and what they need to do. Um, I think Desmond Ritter, um, number one, one of the, the greatest thing about Des is he plays his best ball down the stretch. He's done that all three years that he's been a quarterback here. He's going to do it again this year. He's got a lot of pressure on him. This national media, he was a Heisman hopeful for quite a while. He's a new dad. He's got a lot on his shoulders. But if he starts picking up and he starts playing like the Des Ritter that we all know, then this team has no ceiling. This team has no ceiling. The sky is the limit. And then on top of that, I say I was a big fan of, of Mike Tressel because of the defensive adjustments and the scheme that he's had up to this point. Now, when he he played a defense against Tulsa, the scheme against the defense was like take away the pass, which I didn't really understand considering the fact we have two All-Americans at the corners. We have one that's for sure a first-round draft pick. And our other one is probably going to be a second or an, a late second or an early third round draft pick. Why did we not move a, an extra lineman up and just let our let our secondary go to work? I think if Mike Trestle can just shift over to that, this Black Cats defense that we all know is phenomenal can go to work, and and, and we can see them actually like you know branch out but like what do you what are you looking at in terms of just the team look look at just the Bearcats yeah. team what can they do better yeah you know the the part about Desmond Ritter I think one of the pieces that you forgot to mention is that he uh is a potential high round draft pick and mm-hmm. I have to imagine that he's got NFL agents and scouts and teams in his ear and not to mention not playing not to lose. He's playing not to mess up because I think he yeah. knows that yeah. um, each play is more than just the his college career. It's his NFL career, if, mm-hmm. if, if you see what I'm saying. You know, the one, no, thing that, the one thing that I've been kind of concerned about is um, their inability to run the football. And right now, um, you know, Look, we know what Jerome Ford is. He, <clears throat> he's a high-powered back, and right now him not being able to run the football down the field, it's kind of concerning. Um, and I think right now, you know, the offensive linemen were kind of struggling to get movement. I think uh-huh. maybe defenses are starting to queue up on the fact that, hey, you see runs on first down, it feels like almost uh-huh. 100% of the time. I don't know if right. they actually do, but it almost feels like they do. I think the other thing on offense that we've seen kind of disappear almost to a large extent is the run pass option. And, you know, UC was master of doing that last year um, and, you know, not being able to get Desmond Ritter out, out in space, providing him with an option to either, you know, hit the, the tight end, hit a, a wide receiver down deeper, being able to tuck in, run. you know, it's, it's, that's, that's something, you know, and, um, you know, maybe they're trying to make Desmond more of a pocket passer, and I don't think he is. I think he's more of an on-the-run, uh, uh-huh. make 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 passes, um, bootlegging out. Yes. Um, 
you know, I, I wanted to touch quickly, you know, I, I think one thing that um, is concerning overall is the lack of playmaking. And it all goes back to, um, it all goes back to what we talked about, right? They're playing not to lose. And right now on Saturday, their wide receivers were playing not to lose. There were several drop passes that hit him right in the hands that, you know, change the course of the game if they're caught. Um, there was at least there was one that I'm thinking of in in, in particular um, uh, that was a kind of a, a streak pattern down um, one of the hashes, and it was a ball that was dropped. And so, you know, um, defensively, I think you're spot on with the analysis that you know you want to make your best players be challenged, right? Because right. that's um, that's really, you know, how Marcus Freeman's defense has been able to work for several years now is being able to rely on the more athletically, more, more talented players. Right. The thing is though, is that everybody on, on, on the defense, they've got to play, play better. I think Maja has been struggling a bit. I mean, he's a, first, he's a, he's a, he's a first round draft pick too. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, yes. we can't forget about him. He needs to start stepping up his game. Um, you know, I think, for the most part, the linebacking linebacking play has been okay, but you know we're not. Yeah, they're I agree. right now. They're they're running games getting gashed. They're getting gashed on the run game, and you know that's that's kind of a, a concerning thing. You have to be able to get off blocks in this game, and mm-hmm. right now they're just not doing that. So you yeah, know, we hope that that moves forward, that we get better. I I'm I'm not crazy about them changing the defense just to change it, but. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is some merit to adjusting to what you're doing a bit, but still keeping your three, three, five defense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I understand like keeping the three, three, five, I understand that. But the thing is, is that when you're getting gashed on the ground for two ninety seven against freaking Tulsa, that, that some, a change has got to be made. We have too many great athletes on this, you know, on this Bearcats defense where we should be able to change it. And if we had to add a defensive lineman, we should do that. We should have to add a defensive lineman. If Joel DeBlanco has got to step up and, and fill up a gap, he should because we should be able to be able to cover him on the backside. We are a good enough team to do that. And, and I think I and I think maybe I don't think it's lack of confidence in players. I think that is just how Mike Trestle plays his defense is that we're just going to prevent you from scoring. And they did that with a multiple goal line stands. Yeah. They were able to prevent Tulsa from scoring, not give them a three and out, but prevent them from scoring. Yeah, and you know, and there's and there's merit to that, and it works, and, and we've been winning. But I feel like for this Cats, you know, defense, the Black Cat defense, I think they do best is when they are aggressive, when they're sending blitzes, when they're bringing the house. I think yeah. that's when they do their best because when they brought pressure to Tulsa quarterback, and they didn't just use the defensive line which I think they're putting a lot of trust in them to rush the quarterback themselves with no help. I think when they do that, they're much, much better when they put more of their linebackers into the box and they bring more pressure. I think this Cats defense does a lot better. So I think they will make the necessary adjustments. I, I do think that. I, I have full faith in this coaching staff. That, and I, and I got to say, Mike Denbrock, for as, as much as we've griped on him, griped on him over the past, you know, two or three years, he's gotten better. He's gotten better. And and let's be honest, 
He's the offensive coordinator for the number six, number five team in the country. They didn't get there by accident. Yeah. No. You know, uh, Mike Mike Denbrock. I mean, we've we've certainly had our our, our fair shares with yep. with him uh, and mm-hmm. his uh, coaching style, especially after the uh, uh, Georgia game last year. Right. And you know, I think you are right. I think at the end of the day, I Wonderful. think they are going to make an adjustment. You know, I'm I'm not crazy about making an adjustment just to make one, but that's just me, and that's why I'm sitting here and not coaching. Um, you know, I think they will because they do realize that it is crunch time. It is, it is time. Like, like you know, you're getting film on you. Um, you're getting decent film on how to beat you. And, um, you know, I agree with the whole pressure thing. You got to be able to pressure the the quarterback. If you get him out of the pocket, get him in space, get him in, in space where he's moving. Good things usually can happen, especially at the group of five level. Um, right. You know, yes, yes. You know, your 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 South Florida's of the world. Your uh, your East Carolinas of the world. Okay, they get those quarterbacks on a run. Some you're gonna probably make something good happen for a defense. Right. So moving yeah. forward, you know, I, I I do think there will be just a a slight adjustment. Um, I think that the offense is the more concerning part for me. Yeah. Um, and their lack of production. Um, because yeah. I really think, and you know, this you know. The, Football is such a, a momentum thing, right? If the offense is up big, you know, the defense can play a little bit more loose, a little bit more relaxed. They can start doing some of those things like dialing up pressures and being able to run more man-to-man and being able to, uh, you know, do more stunts and, and combination blitzes. And, you know, when you're playing a tight ball game like they have been the past, you know, three weeks, uh it's not as fun you can't you can't do as many things you got you got to be more buttoned up and uh disciplined so right now you know i think uh i think that's uh that's that's kind of the uh, struggle that, that they're in right now yeah uh, right 100 and we do think i think going back to the offense i think i think that right now is the biggest issue that needs to be fixed however though i think it'll get fixed i i think i mean we we've talked about it Desmond Ritter plays his best ball down the stretch. We've, we've seen it all three years of him being a quarterback here. We're going to see it for a fourth year here. He plays his best ball down the stretch. And, you know, you, you just got to it's, – it's time to focus up here. It's time to it's time to get it done. you got three games left. One of them is going to be incredibly hard. The two of them are going to be – should be blowout wins. Again, not saying that they are going to be. But that being said, again – Looking at the playoff landscape and looking where they were ranked last night, you got to feel pretty good about your chances if you're a University of Cincinnati fan. You really yep. do. Yep. You, you you feel really good with three games to go, and I think you're you're in about as good of a spot as possible. Um, and so, I mean, really now it's just it's just that we just got to wait out the weekend, man. What an exciting weekend of college football it's going to be! All right. of a sudden, all of a sudden now it's like, all right. Now yeah, let's this is real. watching. Now let's this check it out. Because yeah. this is, I mean, this is right. This is real. You know, when this they were real. six, when, when they were six, it was kind of like, yeah, okay. They're fifth now. Yeah. Now it's time. Now we're yeah. here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and, and not only are they fifth, the path is clear. Like it, it's there. There's the path. We can get, we can get there. Oklahoma eventually, I, I do believe is going to lose. I know that they didn't, they didn't play last week. And that, that's probably a, the reason why they didn't move up. But they got a lot of hard games. They got to go to Baylor this week. They still have to go to Bedlam. They have to win a Big 12 championship. That is really hard for this team to do. That struggled against a bad Texas team. That should, should 
let me clarify, should have lost to a bad Texas team and then really, really struggled against a horrendous Kansas team, a horrendous Kansas team. And, and, and so you, you just keep looking at it. You keep looking at that body of work. I feel that we're in a really good spot. I, I really do. I, I really think that this Bearcats team has found themselves in position to make that jump into the playoff, and I think it's a very real possibility. All right, fast forward three weeks from now. Who's our top four? I'll, I'll go first. I got Georgia. I got Georgia at one. I have Ohio State at two. I know that hurts you to say that. It does. It pains me to say it, but it's true. I have Cincinnati at three. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to finish up with Oklahoma at four. Okay. I have a a question for you. Is that Oklahoma at four – do they have a loss? They, or do they, they do. Go they do. They have one down the road here. They have one. So down you the road think here. you think Oklahoma can still make the playoff with a loss? Like you still think that? Well, at this point, if 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 we're going off of the data that we have, there three right. of the top four teams have a loss. So eventually, like I said earlier, you're going to start running out of teams that are undefeated. So mm-hmm. eventually you're going to have teams with losses that are in the playoff and Oklahoma, I think, you know, if you look at the teams ahead of them, let me phrase mm-hmm. it that way. Right. Okay. You have an Oregon. I think Oregon loses again. I just, I'm just not sold on them. Michigan, Michigan yeah. state, they're going to be, they're going to, they will take care of themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when they play Ohio state. Um, and so, you know, maybe one of those three makes, makes the fourth spot. Um mm-hmm. But if you lose in the Big Ten championship game, it's not going to matter. Um, right. And so, right. to me, it's 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 Oklahoma who's kind of got that sleeper shot. And uh-huh. I just – I think Alabama takes another loss, so they're not in. Uh-huh. They, they can't be. I mean, you no. put a two-loss SEC school in, okay. Systems totally I'll, say th- I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I think the committee would put in a two-loss Alabama team if that meant that UC would also still get in as in Bama would slide into that four spot. I would say that because they would put UC in, cover their own asses, and still find a way to put Bama in. I would say that. I would say there's still a slight outside possibility that Bama gets in with two losses. Yeah. It's, it would yeah. be hard. Their, their second loss would have to come to Georgia. That I would say that. Fair their enough. second loss would have to come to Georgia. Fair enough. And if oh, you I lose, take that back. I, I take that back. I take that back. I would say if their second loss came to Auburn, and then they go and they beat Georgia, yeah, I think that would put them in. in two spot. That would put them in. Sure. That would that would that, that would put, put them, them in. in. That would put them in. If you lose to Auburn, and you got to forget about it because Auburn's going to be in that uh, SEC championship game against Georgia. So now you got yeah. Look unless out unless it. Auburn unless Auburn takes another loss within the next couple of weeks. True. True, which can't happen because that Auburn team is very shaky. Very yeah, I mean, shaky. they already have. I mean, they already have three losses. So I mean, right. You know, it's 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 not going to be like you know you know four loss SEC school gets in or anything like no, that. No, that's but, not going to happen. No. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um. Maybe it it might change after this weekend. Um. Yeah. You know, de- depending on how Oregon does, because 
I guess they 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 could stay in the playoff. I'm just not sold on Oregon. I'm not, no, I'm not, not either. I'm not no, sold. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on Oregon. I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not. Um, why don't you go ahead? Who is your your top four? Yeah, so so I'll go with the top four. So let, let's go with the obvious one. You, you got Georgia at one. I, I do think if Ohio State wins out, they will be number two. I, I do believe that. And I think I think UC will get number three. I mean, we might as well play the game at Paul Brown Stadium at this point. I, you go UC at three, and, and I, I and I think this. I think if UC can get into the three spot, they can go to the national championship game. I yeah. could. I would put this UC team against at, at when they play a full game. I will put this UC team against anybody in the country, not named Georgia. I I would say that I would if if UC played a full game, I would put all of my I would put the house on UC to win against anybody except for Georgia. So I'll I would put Georgia say, one. I'll say Ohio State two. I will say UC three, and I will say Oklahoma four, but Oklahoma with no losses. I would say Oklahoma gets in with no losses. I say if Oklahoma does lose. They are out, and I think they will find a way to put Bama in a two-loss Bama team over a one-loss Oklahoma team. I don't think the committee would put a two-loss Bama team in over an undefeated University of Cincinnati team. I don't think that. I agree. So that that would be that would be my four, and, and it's very shaky. There's a lot of football to be played, but I gotta say, as a University of Cincinnati diehard, as as someone that bleeds black and red, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, me me too. And uh, you know, we just gotta see where the rankings end up from here, man. This is uh, this is this is very exciting stuff that we're living in right now. So yeah, absolutely. And and here here here's one question, and I want to close on this. Uh, Russ Blackthorn, uh, again, huge friend of the show. Can UC beat Georgia? I mean, and and that's a big question because there's a great chance that we're slotted in at number four and we got to play number one, which is Georgia. Yeah. I I think – I don't think that we would get blown out of the water, and I think it would be a very, very close game. But I would say in order for UC to beat Georgia, everything would have to go right. That being said – this UC team that was better than last year, that everybody's saying was better than last year, took Georgia down to the wire. And you could say, yeah, Georgia players were out, and, but but you, some of the UC players were out too. These right. are still SEC teams. A lot of the players that played on that Georgia team are still on that Georgia team right now. I think the Georgia offense, while it's cooking now, could quite possibly burn out, especially against the Black Cat defense. Yeah. And, and the defense where we know – where we know the level that they are, like they, yep. they, they, they should be. Yep. Uh, I, I think it could come down to the wire. I think UC has a chance. I really do. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, first thing is if they get to the playoff, quite frankly, I don't even know if I care about the result of, of that game. I think the fact that they made the playoff is just truly remarkable and is the the uh, the crystal ball to an excellent season. Um, you know, in, in, in terms of the actual game, you know, I think, you know, there's always kind of that, that nervousness when you first start um, any big-time championship game. And so I do think it'll be a little bit of a back-and-forth, kind of how the Notre Dame game started. Um, and I think eventually Georgia may give wind and, and start putting some points up on the board. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how UC responds being down. You know, we saw what they've been like when they've been down. Uh, they were down 
to Indiana on the road. They came back and won by two, three yeah. touchdowns, right? Yeah, thirty-eight twenty-one. So you know, it's 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 you know where I mean, who knows when it, when it comes to the playoff? Who knows what UC right. team shows up in the playoff? And I think right now that's the fun part for you for UC fans is the fact that you know we don't really know. The only thing that we know right now is that what, what we can tell, which is uh, UC's number fifth, and they got a pretty damn good shot to get into the playoff. Yeah, I would, I would, I would quit any job. I would get. I, I don't care. When you win, I'm speaking it into existence. When UC makes the playoff, I am going to the game. Are you coming with me? You might not have to tag me up. You might have to tag me up. You have to, we, Brian. We, you have we can to. look at that. We, we, we can look at that. We can look at that. We can look at that. Look All at right, that. everybody. We've gone. Man, damn, we went about an hour. How about yeah, that? Cranked on that, that, was a great, that was a great episode right there. We just uh, talked a lot about Bearcats, and that was that was a lot of fun. Russ thinks yes, the UC Bearcats can beat Georgia, and you know what, Russ, I'm with you. We might as well. Why not? Let's let's speak into existence. This is a great Bearcats football team, and I'm excited. This has been the Back Row Bengals Show Special Edition College Football Playoff. Uh, figuring out how UC can slip in. Uh, I my name is Josh Miller. I have been the host. This is all brought to you by fansided.com. If you go right now, you can go find my blog, The Peaks in the Valleys, a Cincinnati football weekend. Please go give it a read, a listen, follow, share, whatever you gotta do. Um, it really helps out the show and it really helps me out. This has been a lot of fun. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a great time. All right, man. I I, I appreciate it. Let's give let's get Looking forward to next week, man. All right, y'all. This has been a long day of podcasts. A lot of content has come out. You've got a lot to listen to. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you to Russ for being the dude that's engaged and constantly always got to give a round of applause to Russ. He's the man. My man. Right. He's on it. He's on it. All right, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you all tomorrow for uh, to break down more of the Bengals, and we'll talk about what we need to do going into the bye week. All right. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. Peace.